It was the American Idol premiere that had everyone singing its praises. I'm speechless. But if you thought night one was good. I'm starting to get numb from all the good talent. You ain't heard nothing yet. Tonight, witness an unforgettable performance that moved the judges to tears. You have wrecked me. And the greatest audition Idol has ever seen. I'm in the presence of greatness. American Idol, tonight, 8, 7 central on ABC. Blog Talk Radio. This is Entertainment Life on the Sasha Marina Show, a show about the entertainment and music industry, where you get to hear from the top and up-and-coming stars, from amateurs to professionals. They're all just working hard for success. This show is to give those the opportunity to speak about their talents and what they're doing to succeed in their dreams. And now, here's your host, Sasha Marina. Hello, hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm your host, Sasha Marina, and you're tuned into the Sasha Marina Show. So today I have a very interesting and special guest. She goes by the name of Nappy T. I'm very curious of this of this artistic name that she's chosen because um, I, I don't know. I think it's quite creative. And if any of you do follow Nappy T, you know that she has a different colored afro in every picture that I've seen her in. <laughs> so without further ado, I'm gonna have this talented rapper on our um, on our show today. So uh, hey, Nappy, how are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? I'm good, uh, young lady. So uh, let's talk about you. Let's start off by Nappy T. When did that when did that idea of your name come into play? And you said uh, well, going to be my, my niece maybe that um, when they were kids they had a hard time saying my name Tika, so they would say TT all the time. So uh, that's where the T part comes from. And then. I love wearing afros. Um, it's just a fun thing that I love to do, and so that's where the nappy part comes from. So uh, my niece came up with this idea, nappy tea, and I was like, oh, my God. I'm like, that feels so good to me. So I was like, okay, let's roll with it. <laughs> so okay. we went with the nappy tea. Okay, perfect. So um, so is this some sort of the image that you decided to carry for yourself, just wearing all the color froze makes you a fun like outspoken person, I guess, or artist. Well, let me say this. Inside my aunt's house, she painted this picture. And uh, mm-hmm. it's a black man with a huge afro, a black woman with a huge afro, and she's holding her baby, and they're fighting against, like, this uh, dinosaur or something. And mm-hmm. every time I walk past that, I just feel, like, so powerful, like the black family standing together and the woman there and her big afro. So... To me, like, nappy tea is about being a strong woman. And that afro, you just, anything you need is just up there. You just pull it out. (laughs) Women come up with ideas of how to take care of their family that come out of nowhere. And so nappy tea is about being a strong woman at the end of the day. Okay, okay. So strong woman, um, working hard and, and, you know, and, and wanting to be a rapper. How long have you... Or since when did you decide that you wanted to pursue this industry? Um, you know, I wrote my first rap when I was 13. Um, you know, my stepdad, he grew up around the Jacksons, and he taught Tito how to play the drums and stuff. So I've always known about music, and uh, it's something that my dad, I guess, I don't know if he wanted me to do it or not, but he knew how hard it could be for a woman in the industry. So, um, you know, I just 
since I was 13 and could do this, he recorded me, and I've never really given up the dream since then. Okay. And being uh, from New Jersey, what is the difference in, I guess, in environment and everything, I guess the difference in just living from the west, I mean, from the east to the west, is there, does that difference from being one side of the country to the other influence you at all in writing your sorts of of music? Uh, I would have to say yes. I mean, like, I feel like I get my my edginess from Jersey, like, you know, like the hustling part, you know, and the hardworking part. I feel like that comes from Jersey. When I'm in the South, I feel like it's about being peachy and sweet and still being kind to people in getting your stuff done, you know, um, not having to be rude about what you need to do, but, you know, still getting that. I think it gave me a great balance. And then the West Coast, like, lets you chill just a little bit, <laughs> not too much. That gives you the chance to, like, take a second because you – there are so many people I know grinding and grinding and never even enjoying the fruits of their labor. Mm-hmm. So that's I what I enjoy. Much. Everything has given me a piece of that. And then even, like, in New York or up in Jersey, if somebody doesn't like you, you know that they don't like you. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But you don't know that necessarily here in California. <laughs> Somebody could, like, yeah. they're, they're not as blunt with it. They can pretend like they, you know, like, yeah, yeah, and still be cordial and nice to you. You don't even know. That's the difference between there when it comes to people. And um, in the South, I feel like everybody's tolerant and and welcoming and inviting until you give them a minute not to be that to you. Yeah. Yeah, definitely a reason not to. Uh, Matthew, let's talk about your, your ghetto edge, I guess, uh, Bouchetto. Explain that a little bit more to me. What does that turn to you? <laughs> well, <laughs> the reason I say Bouchetto is because, like, you know, I've been in some situations where I've been around the riches of the rich and seen the snobby and be able to be there and sit there and run right with them. Um, I had this fantastic experience. My friend called me up one day. He's like, oh, my God. He's like, uh, I'm going to dinner at Oliver Stone's house, and I don't have anybody to go with me. Like, can you go? I'm like, Oliver Stone, the director? And he's like, yeah. Like, come here. So I'm at Oliver Stone's house, like, sitting next to him. He's cutting up my steak, and, and we're laughing, and we're, you know, we're talking about anything. But everybody in this room is, like, you know, rich to rich. <laughs> there are no pretty like, people in this room that I'm in. So sometimes I have to handle myself in that situation. But then you turn around, and then, you know, I'm over in Compton, performing in Compton, and the crowd is completely different, but you still got to be able to hold your own in that. So I feel like I can go to the streets and the suites, and that BT can still handle it all. Okay, okay. Uh, let's talk about then your first album, uh, Celebrity Waitress. Tell me more about that and why Celebrity Waitress. Okay, so I chose Celebrity Waitress for, like, two different reasons. Um, it's so funny. Um, one day I'm sitting in a restaurant and I'm eating, and uh, Marlon Wayans walks inside of the restaurant. And he screams my name, ah! And comes over and hugs me, and everybody in the restaurant comes and they're like, "Well, who is this girl?" And, and the funny thing is, is that 
I'm just somebody who waits on him and his family all the time at the restaurant I worked at. <laughs> but everybody's speaking like, oh, my God, who is she? Who is she? I'm like, uh, his waitress. <laughs> because <laughs> I went to a restaurant here in California where so many famous people come to, and I, half the time I'm waiting on them, and I don't even realize I'm waiting on someone famous. Uh, you know, one day this woman walked into, uh, she saw someone walk into the door and hug me and kiss me, and she goes, come here, come here, come here. I was like, what? She was like, oh, my God, I just want to touch your cheek. She was like, don't you know I just kissed you? I was like, yeah, John. <laughs> She's like, no, that is junk. I'm the brand, my brand, my favorite. I can't believe he kissed Like, she's freaking out. I had no idea. I've been waiting on him, his family, for like three years and had no idea that he was from Duran Duran. So, um, I just, it, it, it was just so funny. I have so many of those stories that I could tell, like how people knew me, but they knew me because I was their waitress. How How is that experience, you know, from. Because that is such an awesome example right here. You're living a parallel or or somewhat parallel life in between. You're waiting on the people that you soon wish to be as. Um, How at work, let's say, because this is totally different from you being on stage, how are you at work? Are you you still an happy tea or are you tea? Well, you know, the funny thing is my boss is like, oh, my God, I I wish you would, like, wear your wigs to work. (laughs) Because pretty much, like, you know, I still have, you know, I've been complimented before, like, you know, why does everybody love you? I'm like, because I love everybody. I'm like, everybody, pardon my friend, shit stinks. We all mess up. We all do things. And at the end of the day, it's about, you know, forgiveness. Like, love everybody and just forgive because – Nobody's purposely going around, you know, trying to figure out how to damage your life. We're all just trying to figure out how to enjoy ours. So people, I think, can connect with that. And I also believe that eating is festive. So why do you want to come eat your lunch and deal with your evil waitress because she didn't get the audition she wanted to get, you know? Mm -hmm. Because she feels, Mm -hmm. I'm too good for this. I should be this and that. I've had a few shows. I've gotten a few things. And at the end of the day, that's still been there for me if I needed it to, you know, not end up. Do you hear these Hollywood stories sometimes where the person's sleeping in their car? Yeah. Sleeping on the couch, has nowhere to go. I mean, Mm -hmm. when I moved here, my dad told me, he was like, you better be able to feed yourself. So I feel like that became my goal instead of, you know, the other thing. So I feel like that's why I've always held on to, like, the waitressing job no matter what I got. I mean, yeah, you got to survive before you make it first. So you you better find something. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, California uh, is not a cheap state. I've got friends yeah, living in houses for what I pay for, you know, my place. No, definitely. I, I, I've had some first-hand experience so far. My mother lives over there. She told me. It, it's, it's like California and Florida because, and even California is a little bit more expensive than South Florida. It's really incredible. I mean, for what you pay for rent for just an apartment or a condo or whatever, it's what it could be for a house if you rent it, like, somewhere cheaper. I don't know. But, yeah, it is a, it is a costly place of living, but I guess it's, you, you pay for what you want to have, huh? <laughs> exactly. Uh, and I've always been, like, a safe haven for people. I can't tell you how many people are, like, slept on my couch or stayed at my house. How many are staying here now? Uh-huh. It's like my door is always open to people. I'm like, if you don't know if you want to move here and deal with this, 
you can come you can come stay with me for a minute and try, you know, and, and see if you yeah. like it. And and some people have stayed and gotten their own and they're doing great now. And you know, and some people have made the decision, Hey, I need to go back home, this isn't for me. Yeah. Talk about about the history of Nappy Tea a little bit. You've had several um song placements and so forth. Um and you had a great experience of being in a reality T V show, uh Slave of Slave back when that started. I, I only remember because I, I was doing <laughs> TV then. Tell me about your experience with reality television. Oh, well, reality TV is it's everything. Sometimes you're having fun. Sometimes you want to choke somebody. Sometimes you do want to slap somebody. <laughs> sometimes you're sober. Sometimes you're not. Like, it's, it's everything that, you know, it's supposed to be. But remember at the end of the day, people, that they're trying to give you a story. You know, mm-hmm. There has to be some excitement there. There has to be some contrast. There has to be some bad so you can see the good. You know, it's, and know that, like, sometimes that people are performing for the camera, that, that not necessarily at the end of the day that they're a bad person. And sometimes you know, like, the worse you are, then the better off of a star you're going to be because people love seeing people act good because <laughs> it can make them yeah. feel better about themselves. But um, I uh, definitely had a good time. Uh, would I do it again? <laughs> you know what? I probably would. I probably would. I mean, I don't feel like I had the best experience. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I would have wanted more from it. I think if I understood it more when I was going in, because you go in thinking that it's real and, like, super, super, it is your real feelings, but, you know, you don't know that they're trying to coerce you in a certain way, you know? Mm-hmm. So in, in a certain way, you, it, like no reality show would be good if it, everybody would get along smoothly. That's pretty much what you're trying to say. There has to be yeah. that conflict, that constant conflict with somebody in the house. Yeah, like we wouldn't watch it. We yeah. would not watch yeah. it. And trust me, like I don't even really watch Atlanta Housewives that much, but because I walked past the TV and saw somebody fighting, I was like, what's this? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even believe. I was like, Tico, really? I was like, Oh my god! I'm like, That is just. Oh, Apollo was like, Can my eighty took his shirt off? Mm-mm-mm. I was like, Yes, Lord. <laughs> so yeah, naked men with muscles and fighting. I was like, Oh, I was like, I can't believe I just watched that. You know, the good girl in me said that, but the little naughty girl was like, Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Do you? Do you still? Uh, did you keep? Did you keep any friendship from from that time with any of the people that you work with at the moment? Um, or did you everybody? Know, I, mm-hmm. I haven't talked to anybody like in a while. Um, for a minute there, like, a, like I guess two years after, I used to kind of keep up with everybody. I think I only follow hoops on um. You know, because in the house, I was actually really good friends with Hoops. But, like, at the end of the show and after everything happened, I really didn't talk to her that much anymore. But uh, that's the only person I really still follow. Or, I mean, mm-hmm. I guess and I that I will actually send a message to or, like, something like that. But <laughs> I, I haven't talked to everybody in a while. <laughs> okay, okay. So, let's, before you were in Appetit, you had, um, you were in a group and you had a couple record deals. Um, mm-hmm. how, how was that? How did that go for you? How did that begin? And then how did you become independent? And for what reason? Well, it's so funny because my name used to be Baby Funk. 
And <laughs> I was in a group called New Version of Soul, and, uh, you know, that is one of the most, like, my, just one of the greatest experiences of my life and what, like, being a musician is all about to me. Like, literally back then I was, like, working till 6 in the afternoon, driving to rehearsal, getting off at 3 a.m., going back to sleep again, and waking back up and starting all over again, like getting three hours of sleep a night. Um, you know, we pushed, worked really hard to get our deal. We were walking all over New York, going to different record companies. Like, I will never forget that time, like, in my life. Um, you know, I also won't forget the phone call when the record company called me and said, like, um, you know, we're, we had just put our song out, uh, our video was running, a school in New York, we had a song called Swing the Funk, a school in New York took our song and made it their school anthem, uh, the music awesome. was starting to play, and, you know, I got a phone call saying, hey, this is business and not personal, but I lost my job, I'm pulling all my connects that I just put up for you guys, and I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> Right. <laughs> I didn't understand because I felt I was a kid and I was like, I don't understand. What do you mean? It, it's business and not personal. So, you know, the person had lost their job and had made the decision to pull all of our stuff, the video and everything, okay. because in the music business, it's about connections and friends and who you know who can put you on. And, you know, that's what it used to be. But now you can put yourself on, thank God, towards the Internet. So, oh, yeah. That- I, yeah, because of the internet now, it doesn't have to be the that way. But before the internet was so big, that's what it was about. Who you knew, you know. I mean, I went from, you know, being up at a, a mansion on Mulholland Drive, jumping off the patio into a big swimming pool, and going, "Oh my God, where, where's my deal?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, like where, where's my record deal, and, and and like where's my money from the work that I've already done, like looking at my manager like, why don't I have any money and, and you're living well? I felt like, you know, sometimes you, you go to church and the pastor's like all hooked up and looking nice, but the members, <laughs> they got all shoes and holes in it. No, yeah. You, I, I like that you're bringing this up because this is not something that, that I would bring up, but um, it definitely it, this is a perfect example um, you go to church, and we all believe in God here in one way or another. But you go to church, and by the time you get out of there, you're broke. Because <laughs> you're paying for the, pe- for the service that you're getting. You're literally paying. It's, it, I think I'd rather just pray, praise to God at home because, I, you know, I got my Bible. I have my cross on the wall. Like, I'd rather just do that because I go to church. Yes, I have a lovely sermon, and, and you know, in the spirit of the people, so they ask for 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 money like three times, and and, and you read and you see the pastors are, are impeccably dressed. The the church is beautiful, you know, and, and and this and that. But the people that are that are in there are the ones with with the you know with the faith, and and they just keep going and going so so they can feel good about themselves and their surroundings. Mm-hmm. But it's just it's well, just like an artist is that person that's that's trying to eat, you know, that that's kind of feeding off you because you're bringing in their money, but then you don't see your end result. Well, part of Nappy T's mission is to teach people that if you're going to the right church, you're prosperous no matter how much you have given. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, one thing for me, from being a waitress, I have learned that leadership is service, you know, because people can try to belittle you because you're serving them, but that's not. Leadership is service. If you can 
take time out of yourself to give to someone else, then you're the leader. And even mm-hmm. when you, you know, want to go to a service or something, like at the end of the day, I am about letting everybody know that you can have the desires of your heart. Even if the desires of your heart is property, you can have that as well. But if your life isn't what you want it to be, you need to check the desires of your heart. There's not one minute of your life. Your life is constantly showing you what you are thinking. You're like, why is this here? You, you know, you do that deep inner work. And trust me, at the end of the show, I, like, I know A wants to kill me half of the time because I'll forget to say stuff about, you know, uh, my Twitter and all of that. But the one thing I don't forget is telling people how important they are and what they mean. Like, don't forget, um, you know, don't, just don't forget who you are. You're prosperous no matter where you go or what you do. If there's one penny in your pocket, if there's a million dollars in your pocket, you are prosperous because of just who you are. And where mm-hmm. you came from, what you really are. At the end of the day, we're all light, you know. And, and to me, that's like it's not only having music in my life, but that is a part of my message, you know. So Okay. I went to uh, – I took the independent route because I, I believe that I can say that and not have to have somebody else tell me that I can't say that instead of – <laughs> Record companies want you to mold you into what they think everybody wants. But I believe everybody wants you to be you because everybody really wants to just be who they really are. They want to see somebody not faking. They want to see somebody being for real and holding their truth. So definitely. that's why so I really chose to be independent. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, that that you're right about that. That people people do want you to regardless be themselves, be yourself, because at the end of the day, they're gonna follow what they see, the real deal, and they're gonna follow it. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. Oh, kind of like all right. Let's go back to uh, we're talking about reality TV, whatever. Kind of like Jersey Shore. Everybody wanted to be Snooky. The Snooky mm. is the was was the it was the furthest from who really Nicole Paluzzi or whatever her last name is. You know. Like mm-hmm. the furthest thing for, and she, and she said that. But everybody would, would wanted to be snooky. When you go to the club, you see the girl doing the little Jersey bridge, and everybody wants to be mm-hmm. snooky because snooky was cool and she was ratchet, and that's the way to uh-huh. be. <laughs> but yep. that was furthest from reality. But now she, you know, she's a grown woman, married, kid, and no, you know, now now what? Nobody really wants to be snooky. I don't think so. Like, um, and then the image out here is very important because. Most of the people that follow our entertainment business um, are, are are younger younger folks, you know, and and those are the ones that are that, that I guess get blinded into being and or, or wanting to be this sort of sort of thing. So yeah, it's very important, like you say, Nappy. I'm glad that you that this is something that you're trying to push not only as a, as an artist but as a person as well. Yes, definitely. Um, we're all at the end of the day influenced by something, and I just want everybody to know, it's okay to be influenced by you. You know, people are convincing you to be something because that's what they need and because they don't want you to go. You know, they don't want you to leave, so they tell you who you need to be and how you need to be it. You know, um, it's so funny. I was listening to something this morning about how the media, when you get big, the media wants to knock you down (laughs) and Mm -hmm. because they don't want people to realize that they're free, because the minute you realize that you're free, <laughs> then you go out and take your freedom. 
And then and you yeah. might leave, and you might not pay attention anymore. You might not stay and work for them for $9 an hour because you can go and make a million a year instead of fifteen thirty thousand a year. That's why people don't want you to get free because they're like, oh, if they don't stay free, then they can keep doing what I need them to do. But mm-hmm. I'm suggesting, you know, when it comes to my music, it's fun, it's, it's loving, it's kind, it's everything that a woman goes through. That's why I don't try to put myself in, in like one little category. I mean, it, it's unlimited, like your life is. Okay. Um, so far, as an independent artist, have you had any um, any moments on whether it be on stage, on studio, on your own, possibly writing your own music? Have you had any moments of reflection or, or anything that? that has really stuck with you um, throughout your career so far? Oh, gosh. I mean, like, I have a a lot of fun um, moments. Um, You know, I got to perform at the Apollo at the ASCAP Awards, and, uh, you know, there was just this moment where I was like, oh, wow, I'm at the Apollo. Like, what, what person doesn't, you know, want to get on that Apollo stage? I mean, I still, like, honor I just still think that is just such a great place in, you know, being a black woman, like just our heritage and anything, like to get to perform there was amazing to me. Um, There was this one time when uh, I was at a party at Jamie Foxx's house, and um, in the back, a couple people were in the studio, so uh, somebody goes, can somebody go into the booth and um, test the mic for Snoop? So Uh I'm like, oh, I'll go do it. So... I have the headphones on, but I can't hear anything really coming into the headphones, so I've been there just playing around thinking they haven't turned me on yet. So <laughs> I go, testicles, testicles, one, two, three. But I've been there playing because I don't think anybody's listening to me. Well, I walk, by the time they do, like, they go, okay, we're ready. So and I start testing the mic for real. <laughs> I come back, go sit down. Snoop Dogg walks into the booth and he goes, testicles, testicles. I started screaming, like, oh, my God, you guys are me. And I was dying. I was like, Snoop Dogg just stole my line. I love it. <laughs> so that's like, what Like, who gets Snoop Dogg to repeat a line from them? He's the one who comes up with all the classic lines, you know? Uh-huh. So uh-huh. That was <laughs> one of my ultimate favorite times that I'll never forget. Okay. But just having pretty much fun with, with with friends. That's that's pretty nice. Do you have um do you have any idea who would be your favorite duet to to make, um, with any of these artists perhaps that you just mentioned? What would be your most ideal duet? You know, I'm from Atlanta and right like I'm loving Two Chains right now. Like I would love to do a song with Two Chains. <laughs> and it, 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 I was like, I have no idea what he would tell it or what it would be. But to me, he's just fun in himself and says whatever the hell he wants to say and doesn't care what the rest of us think. And I would love to do a song with him. And uh, uh, my nieces and nephews, like I like to play with them and I like to call myself Two Chains. <laughs> Uh, all I want for my birthday is some hot dogs and pizza, so I got a whole little two cheese song. <laughs> so yeah, two chains would definitely be the person I would love to do a duet with. 
Definitely. There's no reason why that can't happen. I feel like, like you're right. From the times that I've seen him, I've seen a couple um, interviews of him. And, and, yeah, he seems like a dude that does not care. I mean, he has he has his family. I, I heard something, actually. My boyfriend told me this. He was watching one of his interviews, too. And that the dude like any of that crazy money in, um, in going out or anything. The dude cooks in his own house. Like, he likes being his own chef. And I find that so, wow. you know, so awesome. Yeah, for being coming from an artist, you know, that has all this money that he can do whatever he wants. Like you said before, you know, he can, he, he, I mean, you can be his waitress for all he gives, but he he decides that he wants to be his own chef and spend that time at home, you know. I guess it's his own quality time with himself and his yeah, family well, or whatever. Life is about, like, you being able to do what you want to do, and that's why, like, so many people run after these careers not, you know, some people get in this and they don't realize, like, how many hours it takes and how much work you have to do. And they're like, oh, I thought I wanted that, but I don't want that. But if you do get <laughs> this and, you, you know, you do connect. We're only here to be creative, you know. I, I know a lot of people lie to you and tell you why you're here, but you're, you're here to create, to enjoy, and to be whoever it is that you want to be. And definitely, in doing definitely. that, when you – People get so locked into entertainers because they feel like that they get the freedom. It allows you the freedom to be whoever you want to be. And Two Chains has the freedom to go home and cook if he wants to. You know, he can afford to go and buy thousand dollar dinners, but he can also afford to go home and go to the grocery store and buy whatever he wants to and make whatever he wants to. It's it's freedom that we're all looking for. Okay, so speaking of freedom, uh, we we we've. We've heard about you. We, we know a little bit of who you are, the way your personality is on air right now. Uh, you're a very sparkling person, even through the phone. So um, what do you want people to remember you as? What What is your legacy? What do you want your legacy to be? To be honest with you, I, I want it to be – this is like – I want my legacy to be I am. I say all the time that those are the most two powerful words on the planet. I am. I hear people saying all day, oh, I'm sick, I'm tired, I'm broke, oh, 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 I'm this, I'm that. No, I want you to know through me that you can use I am to be great, to be wonderful, to be powerful, to be sassy, to be sexy, to be outrageous if you need to be. I just need okay. everyone to know that. Like, I am is a very powerful thing. You know, I mean, I'm working on a song called that right now um, that I'm saving for something special, but I am. When you say that, watch what you say behind that because you are whoever you say you are. You know, at, to be honest with you, at the end of the day, who gives, who gives a damn what anybody else thinks about you? It's the I am that matters. Everybody don't think something okay. at one point or at one time, uh, you know, like, oh, she's a B.I., oh, oh, I don't like her, oh, this, oh, I, you know, when you point that one finger at you, there's three pointing back at you. So you're <laughs> saying more about yourself than you're saying about that person you're pointing at, boo. And that's Have what the heard? energy of all that pointing the finger is, Have you know, you to find that thing inside of you that makes you feel like you need to talk about somebody. <laughs> it's all, yeah, it's all but it's I am. That's my legacy. Right my legacy is I am. I am that I am. 
you know, I know that's a quote from the Bible, but it is the most powerful thing that I, you know, to me that I've ever heard. I am that I am, coming out of a burning bush. I am that I am. So I am that I am anything that I want to be, and that's what I want my legacy to be like. You know what? Nappy T did whatever it is that she wanted to do. She had fun. She enjoyed. She was mad. She was, you know, sometimes she was cute. Sometimes she needed to pick that foe. Like, she showed up, and that's what matters to me. Okay, okay. So uh, I, I was I was going to share this um, this quote with you. Um, I, I don't know how it is in English, but in Spanish we uh, we say you are. It, it pretty much goes as you you whatever you see from that person or whatever you criticize from that person is the bad that you see in yourself. Like if I'm if I look at your face and I'm saying, damn, I don't you know I, I, there's I don't there's like something dark about you and I don't like that about you. Is that you're seeing that of yourself? Like you're refl- that person is reflecting what you see of yourself. Because obviously that exactly. person is pointing that one thing out, so it kind of it kind of relates to what you um what you just mentioned. But you know, I'm 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 glad that you after all these years and after all the things that you you've done and that you're still working hard and and that you can have your ups and downs, but it's all about keep working and keep working on your dreams. And you know, I appreciate that, and I, and I'm glad that I had you on the show to speak about your you know your hardships and, and your good times and 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 so forth. Um, we're, I have this your track. That's my man right there. Tell me a little bit about this track before we go, and where can people, like, support you and find your music and, and download it and so forth? Um, that's my man. It's so funny. Like, when um, me and my sisters were kids, we would look outside, and, uh, you know, we'd be like, oh, that's my car. Oh, no, that's my car. That's my car. And, you know, that's my car. <laughs> we took long family trips, so that was a game that we would play. Like, oh, that's mine. That's mine. So, you know, when I got older, I used to be like, mm, that's, that's my man. Like, oh, that's me right there. Oh, yeah. it's like, girl, you don't know him. <laughs> so I was like, you know what, this would be fun, you know, to put this in a song because who doesn't see a man sometimes and be like, that's me right there, boo, that, like, that's all me. You don't know nothing about him. He don't know you, but you that's your man in your mind, and that's the only place it matters. <laughs> it's like, he's mine in my mind. He don't know. He ain't got to know. <laughs> so it was more like a fun thing. Okay, okay. Um, well, I, I heard a song, and I can definitely relate. It looked like you were just, it was just coming from, from the top of your head and, and from, from the fun. And the beat, who does, who? what is your process? Uh, do you have a specific producer that you're working with at the moment? How do you come about creating the beat for your raps? Um, you know, I just, you know, there's a couple of guys in town that I know and, you know, that that I love, and, you know, if they have something, they pass it to me. Um, right now I'm doing one with Dwayne The Rock, um, you know, uh, Abjacks, work with him. Uh, it just depends, you know, like who sends me something or if I hear about something or, you know, I perform out a lot, so somebody will come up to me and be like, hey, I have beats. So, you know, I, you know it, just, it all works itself out. And I'm very blessed that, you know, people want me on their track. <laughs> okay, perfect. So, Nappy, where, yeah. where can people find you? Um, you can definitely find me at uh, com. When you hit that, like, that is how you can find out the most about me. Or, you know, you can find me on Facebook as well. I'm Nappy T on that. My Twitter is okay. Nappy T1 and just T-E-E-1. Um, 
Yeah, but I'm mainly on Facebook and Twitter. Oh, and my Instagram, too. Let me not forget about that. I'll be on Instagram, bro. <laughs> I love my Instagram. I be straight facing. <laughs> so you can yeah, find my Instagram, it. so I'm, I'm Nappy T on that also. Okay, perfect. Um, so, Nappy, I'd like to thank you so much for your time. I, I appreciate your spirit and, and your time to talk with me on the show. Oh, well, thank you so much. I appreciate you. I was so excited to talk to you today, and I also followed you on Twitter. I don't know if you saw it, but I followed you on started following you on Twitter today, and, you know, I just want you to, like, keep doing you. I, I can't wait until you have this big, huge, enormous show, and I get to come sit on your set at a television production office. You know what I'm saying? Or however okay, big okay. you want it to be. <laughs> uh-huh. Definitely. The definitely. sky is the limit, girl. Um, and shout out to to manager Ed and thank him. Um, he's the one that reached out to me, and I was like, oh, perfect. So yeah, yeah. Ed Magic all day, every day. That man keep me busy. I love him for it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Nancy, uh, shout out to you. Uh, thank you so much. I congratulate you for what you've done, and I wish you continued love and success in your in your career. Okay. All right. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Bye bye. Bye-bye. All right, so we're gonna listen. We're gonna listen to Nappy T's. That's my man right there. Her track. Uh, before we go. Coffee's brewing if you want to wake up. So 
That's my man right there. I'd like to thank you all so much for tuning in today and to tuning into her interview. Um, like she said before, you can follow her at nappytee.com. That is N-A-P-P-Y-T-E-E.com, uh, which is her um, read, uh, her music page. And you can follow her on Twitter and Instagram. Her Instagram is nappytee, and her Twitter is nappytee number one, just the number one. Um, so make sure you follow her, keep up with what she's doing, and um, thank you so much. And support her if you already do, and if not, just look her up and um, support her today. <laughs> thank you so much. Bye-bye. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. Old moon, yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send him my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations.